I, I can say there's some pretty crazy things that happened on the Dan Ryan, but that, that would have been bad. Oh, man. Okay. Well, good evening, everybody. And I, I know I'm adjusting my microphone like actually something's going to happen, but nothing's going to happen. I can hit this all day long and nothing's going to happen. We have no power tonight in church. Uh, but it's good to be with you. Everybody should have like a bulletin or something with them so they can fan themselves because it's going to get hot in here very quickly. And uh, yes, oh yeah, hey everybody, if you've got if you got a new bulletin, make sure you get your bulletin out because on the inside your bulletin we have our missionaries. We talked about it earlier uh, this morning. Uh, we talked about how we have our missionaries on the list now, so we should be praying for our missionaries. So uh, if you didn't get a bulletin this morning and you need one. Uh, go ahead and ask, uh, raise your hand or ask uh, Miss March for one. She'll get one to you. Uh, again, the power is out, so we do not have any air conditioning. And it's a very warm day today, so we're going to be abbreviated in our service. We're going to sing. Uh, we're still going to sing all the songs we would normally sing. I'm just not going to give a whole bunch of announcements and preliminaries. So how about that? We'll just have a nice service. We'll sing together, and then we'll open up God's Word together. Amen? Uh, well, let's turn on our hymn books. We'll start with hymn number 220, He Lives. We'll sing the first, the second, and the last of hymn number 220, He Lives. I serve a risen Savior. Amen. Let's stand together, and we'll sing the first, the second, and the last of hymn number 220, He Lives. He Lives. Hymn number 220. Nobody can see. We'll just sing it off by heart. <laughs> I serve a risen Savior, he's in the world today. I know that he is living, whatever man may say. I see his hand of mercy, I hear his voice of cheer. And just the time I need him, he's always near. He lives, he lives, Santa Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Amen. On that second verse. In all the world around me, I see his loving care. And though my heart grows weary, I never will despair. I know that he is leading through all the stormy blast. The day of his appearing will come at last. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. On that. 
that last verse, sing it out tonight. Rejoice, rejoice, O Christian, lift up your voice and sing. Eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ the King, the hope of all who seek him, the help of all who find. None other is so loving, so good and kind. He lives, he lives, Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. He lives, he lives, salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. Amen. I hope he lives in your heart this evening. Let's pray. Let's open our service in prayer. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you, uh, Lord, that we can meet together in your house today. Lord, even though the power may be off, uh, Lord, we pray that you would just let your power fall on our service this evening. Uh, Lord, I pray that you'd give, give power to the songs that we sing. Uh, Lord, that we would be praising you and worshiping with you with every word that we sing to you. Uh, Lord, and every word that we read from your word uh, this, e this evening, Lord, we love you and we thank you for all that you've given to us. In your name I pray, amen. You may be seated again. Thank you all for being here this evening. Again, I'm going to do my best to be short this evening. Uh, so we're just going to have a few, uh, just a few things I want to just let everybody know about, uh, just to uh, quickly uh, let everybody know uh, a few announcements. Uh, I do want to remind everybody uh, that we do have Wednesday evening services. I, I, I believe it would uh, be good for all of us to be here on Wednesday evenings. Uh, for our Wednesday evening services, we're going through the Sermon on the Mount together. Uh, last week, we talked about uh, the salt and light, how we should, uh, our saltiness should remain salty. And if we've lost our saltiness, then uh, we're not really worth the whole lot. And then speaking about light as well, how we should hold our light up. Hold our light up for this world to see and give it out to other people. Uh, and I believe Wednesday night to be a big blessing to you. We do have, uh, I know in the bulletin, it says our ladies' uh, Bible study this, when, this uh, Thursday but it's actually going to be the Ladies' Fellowship uh, this Thursday. I got that incorrect in the bulletin, so uh, if you want to just scratch that out and put in there that it's going to be the Fellowship, uh, that's going to be at noon here on Thursday. Uh, and then I do want to remind everybody, of course, of, the, of July 29th. It'll be a big day here uh, on Saturday morning. 10 a.m. is when we'll meet together here. Uh, I'll have uh, hot, uh, not hot chocolate, sorry, I'll have coffee. I guess I'll have hot chocolate for the kids if they want it, but it's kind of warm outside. I don't know if anybody wants hot chocolate. Uh, but we'll have coffee, we'll have donuts for everybody to get everybody woken up, and then we're going to have our very first monthly Super Saturday Soul Winning. It's going to be a wonderful time. I believe you'll get a blessing by being there. Uh, we'll have area. Uh, we'll have time for those of who do not want to go out and knock on doors to come here and pray together. Uh, and those of who whom can go and, and are willing to go, then we will go out together, uh, knock on doors. If you want to just be a silent partner, that's totally fine. Come on out with one of us who uh, you can come with, and you'll be partner up with us, and uh, we'll go knock on doors and spread the gospel to our area. Amen. Uh, so that's on July the 29th. Without further ado, let's go on to our next hymn. And uh, I can't, which one is this? Um, is it supposed to be 553 or 554? 
Oh, five, five, five. I didn't get either of them right. Five, five, five. Okay, we're marching to Zion. Amen. We're going to sing the first, the second, and the last of hymn number five, five, five. We're marching to Zion. I'm going to have to hold the book like this. I'm sorry. I can't say anything up here. So if you don't sing, I, I, can't, I can't hold it against you today. On the first, come we that love the Lord and let our joys be known. Join in a song with sweet accord. Join in a song with sweet accord. And thus around the throne. And thus around the throne. We're marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion. The beautiful city of God. On that second verse. Let those refuse to sing who never knew our God. But children of the heavenly King, but children of the heavenly King, may speak their joys abroad, may speak their joys abroad. We're marching to Zion, beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upward to Zion, the beautiful city of God. On that last verse, then let our songs abound and every tear be dry. We're marching through Emmanuel's ground. We're marching through Emmanuel's ground to fairer worlds on high to fairer worlds on high we're marching to zion beautiful beautiful zion we're marching upward to zion the beautiful city of god okay one more hymn we'll sing together uh, let's see. We'll sing the sweet by and by hymn number 553, just one page over uh, to your left. We'll sing, let's just sing just the first and the last of 553. There's a land that is fairer than day, and by faith we can see it afar. For the Father waits over the way to prepare us a dwelling place there in the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore in the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore on that second verse we shall sing on that beautiful shore the melodious songs of the blessed and our spirit shall sorrow no more not a sigh for the blessing of rest in the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore in the sweet by and by we shall meet on that beautiful shore amen let's put our hymn books away for now uh, i believe that's it for our singing this evening i don't even have i don't have my order of service with me or else i'd be a little better prepared as to what we're not doing this evening because of how warm it is uh mrs harris would you be able to run downstairs into the kitchen and grab me a a cloth or something I can wipe my face please I'm sweating like a stuck pig up here it is hot 
It is hot, like a Coke bottle at a barbecue. My goodness. Wow. Well, let's turn to our Bibles if you can read them. I don't know if you'll be able to this evening. Oh, man. Well, praise the Lord. We're able to be in church at least. We might not have any power. We might not have any AC, but they didn't end back in Jesus' day, did they? I'm sure Jesus was sweating like a Coke bottle at a barbecue when he was out there presenting the Sermon on the Mount. Amen. Oh, Matthew chapter number five. Let's get there together in our Bibles. And uh, if you need to, I understand if you got to have your phone out to be able to read uh, the Bible because of how uh, dark it is in here. I totally understand. Just uh, have the sound off so that your Bible, Bible app doesn't start reading to us while we're up here. <laughs> I might not be able to read so well with the light how it is, but I, th- I, th- I can do a little better than a Bible app. Okay, Mark chapter number five. We'll start in verse number one. I was going to have us do some responsive Bible reading together tonight, but I don't think we'd be able to read the Bible together. We'd have a whole bunch of people on their phones trying to get them turned back on after turning them off after coming to church, and I just don't think that would go over too well. Like my dad always said, that'd go over like a ham sandwich at a Jewish wedding. (laughs) Oh, I'm just full of it tonight. It's hot. I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, Mark chapter number 5, we'll get God's word open so that Pastor Harris doesn't stake his foot in his mouth again. I hope you don't mind, but I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm just a little bit warm. Mark chapter 5 and verse number 1 says here, And they came over unto the other side of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit, who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces, neither could any man tame him. And always, night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshipped him. Notice that right there. This has nothing to do with the message, but I love that right there. Even this man that was possessed with the devil. Thank you very much. Even this man that was possessed with a demon, with a devil. Even this man who was uh, probably just as vile as any of them ever was. When Jesus got there, he didn't have to introduce himself. He just knew that it was Jesus. Amen. 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 I love that. Let's continue on in verse number uh, 7 here. It says, And he cried with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, What is thy name? And he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. And he besought him that he would not send them away out of the country. Now there was nigh unto the mountains a great herd of, of swine feeding. And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave, and the unclean spirits went out, and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. They were about two thousand, and were choked in the sea. And they that had fed the swine, uh, and they that had fed the swine fled, and told it in the city and in the country. And they went out to see it was that was done. And they came to Jesus and see him that, and they saw him that was possessed with the devil and had the legion sitting and clothed and in his right mind, and they were afraid. And they saw that it, uh, and they saw it told them how it befell to him that was possessed with the devil and also concerning the swine. And they began to pray him to depart out of their coast. And when he was come into the ship, he that had been possessed with the devil 
prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. I want to speak to you for just a few minutes, uh, for a few moments this evening on the subject of one voice. One voice. Let's pray and we'll get right into it. Heavenly Father God, we thank you, Lord, that we still have the uh, great privilege to come into your house this evening that we can still open up your word, Lord, and gain uh, truths from it. Lord, I know we don't have power, but we don't need power. Uh, Lord, we don't need the lights on for you to be in here meeting with us today. Lord, I pray that you would take my words, Lord, and that they would be, uh, Lord, used uh, in a mighty way this evening, Lord, and that everybody that hears, Lord, would not, use, would not hear my words, Lord, but that would hear your words this evening, Lord. We need you and we love you. In your name I pray, amen. I see some significance in this one voice. And this one man who, who God said, he, uh, this man wanted to follow Jesus. He wanted to get on the boat after, after Jesus had healed him. He wanted to follow Jesus. But Jesus said, no, I need you to go to your people. I need you to go back to your people and, and speak to them. Because the people had seen what happened and uh, this wonderful, miraculous thing where the devil was taken out of this man, this legion of devils was cast into the herd of swine, and the people of this area saw that and were afraid. They saw that and were like, man, what is this? I, I, we don't understand this. They saw this and, and they asked Jesus to leave. They said, get out of our country. I'm so, we're so afraid of you right now. You got to get out of our country. So when this man comes and he speaks to Jesus and says, Jesus, I want to come with you. Jesus, I want to learn more from you. He says, no, I need you to go and speak to your people. I see a great significance in that. The first thing I see uh, about this man is that he was willing. He was willing. In verses 19 and 20, uh, it says here, Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee and hath had compassion on thee. And he departed and began to publish in Decapolis how great things Jesus had done for him, and all men did marvel. He just went. He just did it. God said, I'm sorry, you can't go with me. I need you to go to your people. And what does it say in the very next verse? And he departed. It says, and he departed and went into his people and told them all these great things. I'll think about this man, and uh, I know back in the day, uh, I don't think anybody had Bible degrees back then. But I think about this man who not only didn't have a Bible degree, but he lived in the caves. He lived in the caves, and not only that, but he was possessed by, by a devil. He was possessed by spirits. And, and not, not soon after he got the spirits taken out of him, what was he doing? After Christ saved him, what was he doing? He was out broadcasting to his friends and family you know he didn't get a degree he didn't spend months and years learning before he told others he just went he took the command of God and said I'm willing I don't I might not know everything that I need to know but I'm gonna go but I'm gonna go and tell my friends and my family sometimes we need to gain a little confidence and a little willingness and just go out there and serve God we get all up in this thought of, well, uh, if you don't go to Bible college for four years, you can't serve God. Well, I'm here to tell you tonight that's not true. That's not true. Now, Bible college is important, I believe. I believe for you to learn the Bible is good. 
I believe that's a good thing. But not everybody needs four years of Bible college to serve God. You can go out and be serving God right now. This man of the Gadarenes, this, uh, the maniac of Gadara, we call him, uh, he did not have some great knowledge of the Bible. He did not have some great knowledge of Jesus. He just met him a couple days earlier. He just met him just a couple days earlier. And what's he doing just a couple days later? He's broadcasting it to everybody. He's telling everybody. He simply went and told everyone that would listen what Jesus did for him. I want to ask you a question tonight. What did Jesus do for you? What did Jesus do for you tonight? He did something for you. Are you, are you willing to go tell other people what he did for you? Are you willing to go out and tell other people? Whether, whether you feel like you have the confidence or not, just tell somebody. The second thing I see, not only was he willing, but he was also, he partnered with God. He wanted to follow God, but instead God said, I need you to go. He said, okay, I'll do what you want me to do. He partnered with God and went and did it. He just went and did it. He wasn't just a follower of God. He wasn't just a hearer of the word. He was a doer. Amen. In verse number 18 and 19, we see that it says, And when he was coming to the ship, he, had, that had, he that had been possessed with the devil prayed him that he might be with him. Howbeit Jesus suffered him not, but saith unto him, Go home to thy friends, and tell them how great things the Lord hath done for thee, and hath had compassion on thee. Being a follower of Christ is good, but along with a follower of Christ, we've got to be partnered with him in the work of the ministry. We must be going and doing the ministry. Jesus told this man to go tell others. Even though this man wanted to be with Jesus and be learning from Jesus and to be close to Jesus, there had to be a time where, he, where God told him, okay, I just need you to go. I need you, you're saved now. I've got you saved from that place that you were in. I just need you to go and tell others now. We've got to go and tell others. Spread the gospel wherever God leads you. Spread the gospel wherever God leads you. In the, uh, in the, I guess, in, in the law world, you have partners, right? Where you partner together. There's some that are just uh, workers there, or there's some that are just uh, there, you know, or there's, but the same thing almost with the church. There's people who come to church, and they just come to church to come to church. And it's wonderful that you come to church. But until you partner with the church and start doing what God's called for you to do, we're not going to see any fruit. We got to start partnering with the church to do what God has asked for us to do. Number three, I see that because of his willingness and his partnership, an entire city turned to God. We don't see it in Mark, but if we were to go to Luke chapter number eight, if everybody could turn there with me, Luke chapter number eight, we'll start in verse number 37. It's the same story about the same man, about the same area, about the Gadarenes. In verse number 37, it says, Then the whole multitude of the country of the Gadarenes round about besought him to depart from them, for they were taken with great fear. And he, went <clears throat> and he went up into the ship and returned back again. Now the man out of whom the devils were departed besought him that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to thine own house, and show how great things God hath done unto thee. And he went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done to him. We see the correlation there between Mark, right? Where it's the same, same thing. The man, he wanted to stay with God, but instead God told him, go and tell the people. 
Go and go to, go to your countrymen. They want me off of this place. They want me away from this land. But I need you to go in. You know what I've done for you. You know the great works that I've done. I need you to go in. Let's look at that last verse and see uh, what happens. Let's see the switch there. In verse number 40, it says, And it came to pass that when Jesus was returned, the people, what? Gladly received him, for they were all waiting for him. One voice. One voice. This one man uh, who the world would look at and say, man, that man will never do anything good for God. The world would look at him and say, man, that guy's not fit to be preaching the kingdom of God. That man is not fit to be giving out the gospel of God. But you know what? He was one voice that Jesus said, go into your countrymen, go to your friends, go to your family, go to your people and tell them what great things I've done. And he went and did it. And what happened? The entire country came to know God. One voice. One voice. We think about our country. We think about this country that we live in and how uh, a whole group of people could be so against God, want God out of the country, God out of the schools, God out of churches. They want God out of everything. And just to think, uh, how can one voice do so much? Well, one voice did so much right here. A voice that was used of God. Because of one voice, an entire city came to know who Christ was. In John 1.23, we hear about a man uh, who was a voice crying in the wilderness. John 1.23, it says, He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. That's what, that's what we oftentimes feel like. We do, might just think we're one voice in the midst of this great wilderness of a country, of this great wilderness of a world. But I'm here to tell you tonight that God can use your one voice. God will use your one voice. You might not have much of a voice left, but God will use it. We have a voice. <coughs> the question is, are we using it for God? Are we using it for God? Are we lifting up our voices and spreading the good news to all the ends of the world? This man was only one voice. I can't imagine... Him going back to his people, the ones who had most likely banished him out into those, uh, into the rocks, into the hills. I can't imagine him going back to them and, and trying to stand up and show them what God had done in his life. I can't imagine what joy in his heart when he began to see the hearts of the people turn. And what amazing joy it would have been if when he saw Jesus again, he said, Oh, Jesus, hey, look, I've got the whole people. You know the people that didn't love you before that wanted to throw you out? Look at them. They're all here. I got them all. I did what you asked me to do. What great joy it is when God tells us to go and use that voice that he's given to us to go and tell the people to go into the uttermost parts of the earth and tell his people about this word, about what Jesus has done for us. What great joy that's going to be one day when we get to see our Jesus face to face and say, Lord, look at, look at, what, look at what you allowed me to do. Look at the, the hordes of people that came to you because of I, I obeyed you. Now think about if he hadn't gone. Think about what sadness it would have been if he saw Jesus. He sees Jesus coming and there's nobody around him. 
there's nobody there to welcome Jesus. He sees the one who saved him. He sees the one who brought him up out of those cliffs and out of those hills and out of the caves. He says, I'm sorry, I, I, I didn't tell anybody. I was scared. I, I, was, I, I didn't think I was good enough. I didn't think they would listen to me. I'm sorry, God, I, 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 I didn't tell anybody. What great sadness that would be if we as Christians, as believers, got to heaven one day and looked at our Savior face to face and said, I'm sorry, Lord, I have nothing to show. I'm sorry, Lord, I have nothing to show for all of my years of being in church. You can be in church all you want. Smart just got her, got her phone on in church. The power's out. I'll give you that one, okay? You, you get one. You get one. What sadness that would be. What sadness that would be if we got to heaven and had nothing to show for the years of coming to church. Coming to church is all great. It's good. You need to be in church. You need to be uh, here serving God. But if you don't partner with God, if you don't partner with the church and use the voice that God has given you to get the word out, to tell people about him, about the one, then you're going to come to your end of your life and you're going to just be so sad that you weren't able to present more to God. It'd be so sad. God wants us to proclaim his name to this entire world. In Deuteronomy 32, verse number 1, I'll read verses 1 through 5 here. It says, Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak. And hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain. My speech shall distill as the dew. And the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Because I will publish the name of the Lord. Ascribe ye greatness unto our God. He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity. Just and right is he. They have corrupted themselves. Their spot is not the spot of his children. They are a perverse and crooked generation. What he's saying here is, I will proclaim the name of Jesus. I will give his name out because he is a great and mighty God. He is a wonderful Lord and Savior. He is true. He is just. There's a no iniquity in his name. I will proclaim his name to the ends of this earth. In Psalm 22, verse 22, it says, I will declare thy name unto my brethren. In the midst of the congregation will I praise thee. Will you declare his name? Will you declare his name to your brethren? Will you declare his name to the people? We need to get the gospel out. We should desire, we should have a great desire to get the name of God to every corner of the world. That's why we're so, I'm so uh, uh, dedicated to missions. That's why I believe missions is so important because I can only go so far in this little area that I'm in. But I can send money to missionaries in Africa, in Asia, in South America, in Mexico, in Alaska, in Canada, all these different places. I can send money to them and my reach can be much farther than it ever, ha ever would have been. We, need, must, we must desire to tell others about Christ. If that one man's voice could reach an entire people group for God, imagine if a church, 
would lift up their voice. An entire church, even just uh, the few that are in the room this evening, if each and every one of us lifted up our voice and told everybody that we could and went everywhere that we could and broadcasted the name of Jesus, how many would come to know him? How many would it be that at the end of your life, when you get to see Jesus, would there be a throng of people? If we lift up our voice, there very well may be. There very well may be. I, I hear tell of, the, of a missionary who for many years, many, many years, uh, went, uh, was on the mission field. I believe it was in India, but I don't remember the exact mission field it was on. But he was on the mission field for years and years and years and years and years. He proclaimed the name of Jesus. He gave the gospel out. He did what he could. And very, very few people came to know Jesus. I'm sure he got to heaven and was just disappointed in himself. He said, God, I wish I could have done more. Now, I'm sure in, in heaven, there's, there's no uh, real concept of time. Just a few years after that man went home to be with the Lord, another man went onto the mission field, the same mission field to take over. And he began to knock on doors. And every door, almost every door he knocked on just about, he would say, yeah, I'm with such and such a church out uh, telling people about Jesus and telling them about what Jesus has done for them. I'm just out telling people about who God is and what he's done for to save their soul. He's like, and the, every, almost every door that he knocked on, the person would say to him, oh, I know this person came and knocked on my door a few years back. I didn't accept them, but I'm ready to accept now. And many, many, many people accepted Christ. And I'm sure that gentleman, when he went up to heaven and saw Jesus, with no, there may be no concept of time in heaven, he thinks, uh, Lord, I, I'm sorry, I, I did what I could. I proclaimed your name, and, and there's only a handful here. And imagine the look on his face when, he, when, when Jesus tells him, well, turn around, look at all these men, all these ladies, all these children that came to know the Lord because of your testimony. You know, it might not be that you'll get to see thousands of people saved in your lifetime by your leading. But having a testimony, proclaiming the name of Jesus, that's what we've got to do. We must have a desire. God has given you a voice. God has brought you here to this earth for a reason. Just as God uh, had a purpose for the maniac of Gadara, a man that nobody ever thought would do anything, let alone serve God, let alone be a, a great soul winner. God used him. God had a purpose for him. God gave him a voice. One voice. One voice. One voice can turn this world upside down. One voice can bring more to the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. If one voice will get on fire for God. If one voice will get over their own uh, feelings of inadequacy. If one voice would gain the confidence in the word of God. If one voice would understand that the one that they serve is all powerful, all knowing, everywhere, eternal, unchangeable. If one voice would understand that. 
man, what we could do with this, with, on this earth. We talked about it this morning, how we want one uh, to get two, and then those two to teach other two to go get another two. And then those two, once there's so many, then those two got to go to another place because there's not enough room. And they got to go to another place and teach other two and then teach other two and then teach other two. It all began with one voice. One voice can change our world. One voice can change our nation. One voice can change our church. If that one voice will be devoted to God. If that one voice will get over themselves and let God move and let God work. God will do some amazing things and God can do amazing things and will do amazing things with your one voice. If you'll let him, if you'll let him, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, I know it's a short message this evening, but Lord, uh, Lord, a great truth that we can apply to our lives. That one voice, that one voice, God, could do so much. Lord, I pray that each and every one of us would become dedicated to being that one voice in our nation, in our world. To being that one voice, Lord, that many would be able to come to the knowledge of you. That many would turn their lives around. This old-fashioned altar is open, and as it is, the piano is going to play, and you come. Maybe you need to say to the Lord, I haven't been the one that I need to be. I haven't raised my voice as much as I should. I haven't declared your name as much as I know I should. Maybe tonight you need to come and just dedicate your life to God and say, God, I know I haven't done enough. Lord, help me to use my voice. Lord, use me. The old-fashioned altars are open and you come. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for the service that we've had. Lord, we thank you for all those who have come out, Lord, despite the heat and despite the uh, not having power or light enough to even read the Bible, Lord. We thank you for those who have come out this evening. Thank you for their willingness. Thank you for their faithfulness. Lord, I pray that the message we heard tonight would not be one that goes in one ear and out the other. Lord, I pray that you would apply it to help us to apply it to our lives. Lord, I'm speaking individually as well to myself, Lord. I pray that you'd help me to be that voice. Lord, that I would be without a shabenness, a voice for you. Lord, help us as a church to be a voice to this community. Lord, of your great love and what you did on the cross to pay for our sins. Lord, we, owe, we each and every one of us owe you a great debt of gratitude for what you've done for us and what you've given to us. Lord, help us as we go from this place and out into the mission field. Lord, I pray that you would help each and every one of us to use our voice that you'd help each and every one of us to use what it is that you've given to us, despite our situation, despite uh, our downfalls or our pitfalls, whatever has happened in our life, Lord, I pray that you'd help each and every one of us to get out from underneath of that. Lord, and use our voice. 
Lord, help us today as we go home. Keep us safe as we go home tonight. Lord, and bring us back safely on Wednesday. In your name I pray. Amen. Well, thank you all for being with us. You all are dismissed. Yes. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I have forgotten this this morning, and I almost forgot it this evening. Oh, man. Brother Ray Riggleman has a birthday. What what day is your birthday, brother? The 20th. And are, are you telling people how old you are? 39. Okay, the big 3-9. Almost 40. What was that now? 86. Praise the Lord. And, and let's see. 64 of those years in service to God. Amen? 64? 67. 67. So 67 years when you got saved. And you became... When did you become a deacon at first? 30. Okay, so you've been a deacon for 66... No, 56 years, 56 years as a deacon. Praise the Lord. Well, let's sing happy birthday to Brother Ray. Where's, where's my note? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Uh, amen. Well, thank you all for coming this evening. You are dismissed. Hopefully nobody got too much dehydration from all the sweat.